Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 440. Is that where we're at? Yes. Lost track. I know. Does that mean we're going to hit... Are we going to hit 500 this year? Yeah. No. No. Next year. No, yeah. 2020. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about doing some extra interviews here and there. We could maybe throw in some extras. Then we're going to probably have a week or two where we're just not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, backlog is good for us. Yeah, here at Drunk Guy Comics. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, this episode had uh, some some positive news, some good news of TV shows and the coolness of the internet coming together. Yes, I guess there wasn't. We actually, when you break it down by subject, we didn't talk about a whole lot this week. <laughs> I feel like we talked about a lot, we, did, we talked about a lot. Is it in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit more uh, malfunctioning of a... Send us money. <laughs> of a computer. <laughs> but uh, it still was enjoyable. It was fun. Uh, and I uh, made it work. So give it a listen. And grab uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like your little shoulder shimmy yeah. did there. Give it a listen. listen. <laughs> Grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 440. And this is also my apology to the writer that I messed up, Dag Nabbit. Oops, that's not his name. <laughs> that is so lame. <laughs> he does not accept your apology. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dag. I mean, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) That was the never part. (laughs) Never always... I'm glad uh, we can start off this episode with a little bit of COVID there. <laughs> no, it's, um, I am famously terrible at, like, swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to stop and hurt you? Would you want to mention that? <laughs> no, I stand behind my statement. <laughs> I will very often choke on my own saliva. And it's worse than I'm actually say... drinking something. <clears throat> that other thing I also hate. <laughs> <laughs> just to throw that out there. I will. It's even worse than how I was going to start this episode. Because <laughs> I was going to go, ooh, creamy. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. I feel like we're in a uh, right form. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you and I worked a lot last week. And we moved our recording day back so that we could have more time. And I don't think that that helped us this week. No, it didn't help uh, one person in well, the Well, me specifically. Yeah. Welcome to the Tony Show. Lynn's is here. I'm here to support. She's, yeah, she's just here. I'm Tony's jock strap this week. I was like, well, with <laughs> with changing uh, our dates, uh, I can totally talk about WrestleMania and all the wrestle and stuff that oh, happens. I normally have to I speculate. Have beer. I can 
do random. Mm hmm. Oh, really? Okay. That's weird. All I'm going to say is that <laughs> it, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Is it still a non audience? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still hoping, planning on WrestleMania being like the first big event, which. But the Royal Rumble is, for me, my favorite of all. That's the one where the they show. all come in one at a time. Yeah, and right? it's just a bunch. Because it's the one time where you don't truly get really any hints like you're like you think who might last all time but there's surprises here and there and it's just fun it's something that the writers for the show and Vince McMahon just suck at mm -hmm. day in and day out that mm -hmm. I really don't care to watch it half the time but right. but this was you know always fun and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time won Edge Ah, oh my god. But then also... I used to have the biggest crush on him. Oh, you at least know who he is. Oh my god, yes. He's dreamy. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. I love Edge. I'm glad that he won, but also it's one of those things that many people that still watch wrestling always say, yeah, putting out over those, uh, you know, up-and-coming wrestlers, like... The dude's like 51 or something. Oh, like, he cut, Did he cut his hair or does he still have long hair? Oh, he still has long hair. Okay. And he... Oh, you're looking up just pictures of him yeah. when he had short hair. Yeah, he has long hair still. Right. and He does not look good with short hair. <laughs> <laughs> so besides that point, I'm still okay with him winning. I mean, everything's weird now with, you know, how they're still trying to do things. But overall, I was quite surprised because I was giving up on everything. I don't even really care to watch WrestleMania, to tell you the truth. But really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Well, now, actually, that he won the Royal Rumble, I'm kind of like, all right, I want to see where this is going and who he might uh, challenge, but... Who did he beat? <clears throat> what? I mean, I know he beat everyone else, but, like, who was the last person he beat? So, it was... that's always the part that takes the longest. Yes and no, sometimes it, it can, but within this, it ended up being the final four was um, Christian came back, so one of his uh, partners... Mm -hmm. um, from years before who also most people didn't think hair. that he could yeah <laughs> well that's what i was hoping game growl was going to come up too when they were the brood and like the vampire type people that would have been perfect but uh christian came back who also i mean edge stopped working because he neck injury and everything mm -hmm. and christian as well and you know we were thinking that he was just into kind of you you could show up and just what we say, don't take a bump, like don't take a hard fall, like right. you know, just roll out. Yeah, but he was he was in it for <clears throat> quite a while, and then it was Braun Strowman and uh, um, uh, not Henry Rollins, uh, <laughs> Seth Seth, Ro <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins is definitely not the same thing as <laughs> yeah. Henry Rollins. But it was those four. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, those four. And what ended up happening is they were able to... Christian was able to help get uh, Braun off and over along with Seth um, while Edge was there. And then it was coming down to Edge and Seth. And then out of nowhere, which... When we say out of nowhere, out of air quotes. Nowhere, yeah. Because we all fucking saw it coming. And again, this is the, the shitty writing is Randy Orton was the second person coming. Edge was number one, so he lasted the whole Rumble as well. Wow. And then, which also doesn't normally happen. Right. And then Randy Orton was number two, which they've had this feud for the last year. They've had many paper events. Again, yeah, it's one of those things of, I'm sick of watching those two yeah. wrestle all the damn time. Well, he got hurt, and so, like, after, like, the first five minutes, there's other people in the ring and everything, and carried off. 
and everyone's like, he's not really hurt. But you know, that's the, cheating. Oh, well, but it happens all the fucking time. I know, but that's it. Where cheating. people just sit in the stands, or people just go and chill, and then come back. Yeah. But you know that that's going to happen, or you're like, this person wasn't eliminated, but they try to make it seem again. We know that's going to happen. Right. So then after that, uh, it really looked like, are they going to really give this to Orton? But Edge was luckily able to uh, get him out and made made most people happy. Because if it would have gone that finish, it would have been probably the worst Royal Rumble ever. Because people are kind of more sick of Randy Orton. We're happy that Edge just came back this past right. year. And maybe if this, you know, his last kind of big hurrah before he gets too, too old. So I take it Randy Orton's acting career didn't take off the way he had hoped. <laughs> he wasn't the next Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The, the, the guns ablaze or whatever those uh, the, He was in the Marine, that, I know. Yeah. I think it was, because I think the first one Or 12, was, 12 round. no, that has John Moxley in it now. Yeah, there was one that he did. I think the first person who did the first one was The Rock, and then Randy Orton did the second one, and I think The Miz was in the third one. Oh, probably. <laughs> I would rather watch The Miz than Randy Orton any day. <laughs> oh, and Goldberg came back uh, oh. for a match, too, which, again, is one of those things of, like, it was That's cool the first time. crazy because he had, like, a real falling out with WWE, I thought. Yeah, but, again, like, a year ago, it's two years ago, yeah, it would have been two years ago, there was a, he came back, it was hmm. kind of a big surprise then, but now money. it's been, he's always, like, getting this WrestleMania match, and, yeah. I mean, obviously it's the Royal Rumble. That people are like, the first time? Okay, cool. Good to see an old star come back. Right. It was kind of cool. But don't fucking do that all the time, dude. Like, yeah. we're over it. So, I didn't mean to get that big into the... I, I was just going to... I ask questions. I'm very good at, at, at talking to people. <laughs> I might not sure? add anything to it, but I'm good at asking questions. Well, I was just kind of doing that to kind of annoy you to be like, oh, you're going to talk about that shit. But... I don't care. I talked a little bit more I don't about hate I wrestling. I just don't care about it. <laughs> I, that's kind of where I'm at in my life, you too. Know? I don't care as much about it anymore, but it's still, it's it's stories. Yeah. I like stories. They just tend to have more shitty stories now. The stories are real But bad. I like stories, which yeah. is why I like comic books. Yeah, I like comic books, too. But I also like TV shows, because we got to hit this first and spoil it right now okay. before everything. So our WandaVision spoiler... Yes. I saw your little conversation you were having. You, you posted something on Facebook that was like, if people if people were falling off the show. And I'm like, are people falling off the show? I had seen many people who talked about the first three episodes of like, I gave up. Or like, what, what is going on? Or just people Why? like, this better get somewhere. I personally enjoyed that those. great. I mean, just for the... Those I guess people I, don't know the backstory like though, do they? Behind the scenes stuff too. So just seeing the TV sets and what they were doing was really just kind of cool to how mm-hmm. TV, uh, you know, has transformed over the years. Right. But I, and I also just knew that, yeah, there was going to be a, something going on to explain this shit. Right. Just some people were like, they should have did that first. I'm like, no, do you not understand? Like Marvel breaks the mold in a lot of ways in what they've done for the movies. So many people just want instant gratification. Yeah. I mean, have they never read comic books? We didn't know who Lady Thor was for like a year and a half. I mean, we all kind of guessed. But yeah, there's <laughs> things that, yeah, we don't necessarily know. And just, if you give it time, it will pay off. Right. If it's Marvel. Because I'm not going to lie, having some conversation with some friends, like, 
man, I wish this could have been a better story or this, or even wish WWE could have a better payoff. Right. And I'm like, wish DC could have a better payoff. Yeah. I, but you know what though? I just finished the second se- season of Doom Generation and I got to give it to him on what? that show. Doom, not Doom Generation, Doom Patrol. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Doom Generation was a Greg Araki movie from the 90s. Um, which is also really good, but not what we're talking about. Doom, Doom Patrol. Yes, that was really it? good. Was I really good. Okay. What about the <clears throat> going back to season one? Uh, oh, now I'm forgetting the street's name. Danny the Street. Danny the Street. Uh, when so they go good. there with the uh, Metallo. Yeah. So and, good. And having that giant orgasmic. Uh, that was just so fucking out of the blue yeah. funny. Or the Sex Men. Yeah. Oh my god. Which I, they, love I mean, the they sex were based men. off. There's their comic book characters <clears throat> right. too. It's just such a good fucking it really show. Is. It really is. But it doesn't have anything proper to do with a lot of other DC stuff, no. except for they, I want to say they mentioned like Bruce Wayne maybe once or something, just throwing the name in there. Yeah. But regardless, it's cool. It could be its own thing. What WandaVision has going for it is it is connected. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, is it connected. Right. And not only is it connected, but they throw in just Easter eggs left and right where, you know what, I really don't need to decipher oh, the room door number was room 104. That's the first ever introduction yeah. introduction of whatever. But, or like, oh, it has a four. So it means in 10, 10 days they're going to announce a Fantastic Four. That sort of shit, I really could care less. No. However. If it adds to the plot, then sure, give it to yeah. me. But. but, you know, or actually, though, if, it, if it's just there and people want to nerd yeah, over it. Yeah, that's fine. I, cool. They, it doesn't have anything. Yeah. But some of the shit that they put into these things though such as what's going on now is based off of some of the comic book mm-hmm. uh, series of that they've done uh, specifically more of uh, the previous uh, getting into House of M and I don't r- recall what that event was prior to her when she was in her own little world with Vision but also taking a lot of notes from uh, t- what was Tom King's was it called The Vision? Yeah, just vision. Just vision. Yeah, where, you know, where he this, was had his own family, that, yeah. his own vision family. And so it's definitely taking uh, some of that as well. But the biggest thing that my buddy sent me that really when I sent it to some friends, it was just mind dropping and a lot of other people, mind dropping, jaw dropping, was <laughs> when, when Jimmy Woo shows up and first talks to Monica and says who he is and just... Pulls his business card out of thin air. Oh, and does the little card trick? I didn't trick. even notice that he did that the first time, but afterwards, a buddy sent me. Yeah. And then Josh, I go... Josh goes, oh, he's he was obsessed with the card tricks yeah. in Ant-Man. And so yeah. there's this little thing of showing those and then showing him do that, and I'm like, that? Cool. Uh, I was just more excited that he showed up as a character because right. I enjoy him. And so that's what I had said at first, and it wasn't until afterwards, like, I totally missed the card trick. That small subtlety was just pretty amazing. Um, n- not even to get into everything else of, you know, the color changing or what changing the things when they go into this mm-hmm. this uh, warp reality and everything like that. Like, just visually, it's just great. And you could and you felt it was the set pieces when they were there. And also, like, did you notice, like, your your screen ratio changed mm-hmm. while watching certain things? Mm-hmm. That, too, it just felt like it was a 30-minute Marvel movie for most of it. Yeah. And it was cool. Kat Dennings' character came back as well. I love Kat Dennings. So we kind of had a little bit more of uh, in place there. 
And it threw away a lot of theories of what some people had, and then still leaves some left open. What do you think's going on? What do I think's going on? Yes, now. Well, I'm still under the uh, assumption that Wanda's uh, put herself in this little bubble. I don't think Vision is alive. I think he's... Definitely looked dead. Yeah. But this is one thing, too, that I forgot about. Uh, she was snapped. And so... And obviously we know that this is now after everyone comes back from the right. blip. Which, again, I was trying to wonder when this would happen. And I at first had thought, after last episode, when Monica gets zapped out of there, it looked like trees around. I was like, I wonder if this is in the forest of Wakanda. And I wonder if this is right after, you know, the snap happens and she just kind of goes insane because Vision's dead. Would make sense. But then, because it can't be five years later. But then if she was blipped, then yeah, she right automatically came back. She showed up for the fight and now is kind of going insane. I have a even different theory now, though. Well, it had to have happened after the blip because they didn't report anything wrong in that area until we also see... Monica? Yeah. Who was blipped. Which I loved that part. Like her trying, her finding out that her mom died while she was gone. Like that whole scene was amazing. Yeah, just starting off. And like I said, it started. And my roommate was on his phone. I go, holy fuck. And he goes, what? What I missed? I go, Nick, get finish texting whoever you are right now. Because this seems like it's going to be an entire episode that you you got to pay attention to every small thing. And then luckily he did and I wound it for him. That whole scene, the craziness in that uh, hospital, again, it just felt mm -hmm. real. And I felt like I was part of it after having experienced it on the big screen. Right. <clears throat> the one thing I have to, we, Josh mentioned this as we were watching it. He was like, it's weird that they're like dissolving back into their bodies. Whereas in Spider-Man, they just poofed back into existence. <laughs> Like, there was no, like, they show her, like, the her body reconstituting, right, in the same way that it disintegrated. Yeah, unlike <laughs> what they did in Spider-Man. Yeah, they just blooped back in. Maybe it does that for, well, we also know some people disappeared quicker than others as well. Some right. people held out, so maybe those scrawny little kids uh, were easier. Just, just plop, they, they plopped out and plopped right back. They were just like, <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> uh, and honestly, that seems like a theory that uh, pretty much would. Uh... It seems, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, was I was very uh, interested in what they were call calling sword in uh, in Wandavision because normally it's sentient world uh, observation and reconnaissance. Thought um, it was like reaction or, or something like that. I looked this up the other response day. Response department. Yeah. Sentient world observation and response now department. It's sentient weapon. Yeah. And so I thought yeah. that was an interesting change, but also they changed the, what shield meant too, though, when they first started these movies. Did they? Yeah. It was... wasn't the strategic homeland, blah 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 blah, originally. Oh, what was it originally? It was, um, here, let me Google I guess that. I've never known that outside of, <laughs> even though I feel like I did. Yeah, I've, I'm surprised that you, because you read S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But did you read only newer S.H.I.E.L.D.? 
<clears throat> well, I read the um, Hickman Shield, which was fucking amazing. It was originally the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage and Law Enforcement Division, and then oh. in 91 it changed to the Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate. And then for the movies, they changed it to Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, which is actually the best one they've had so yeah. far. Those other ones are terrible. I guess I never truly knew some of the other names for it. Uh, either or, though, I like that they've introduced uh, that in in the show, and yeah. really changing that to weapon does seem as a response to right. Thanos and the snap and everything. Right. So my biggest thought is... Jimmy Woo talks about a person that was under protection, witness protection, in that town. Mm. And that's, I think, something that a lot of people glossed over or were thinking, maybe that's Wanda he's talking about. No, I don't think it's Wanda. I don't think it's Wanda, because they also seem surprised to see Wanda and identify right. Is that them? Meaning, Jimmy Woo would have known that she was in that town to begin with. Right. I really think there's someone in this town that Wanda went to go find. I mean, yeah, very well could be. But I don't think that it's uh, Mephisto anymore. No. I, I And I kind of really didn't think that from the beginning, like a lot of people do. Because that would just be weird to be chilling in a town. But yeah, maybe it's Agatha. She Wait, she's what, Agnes in this show? Is yeah. that her name? Yeah. And obviously she, they didn't explain she seems she, to be more aware and she has a magic bunny. It's not a magic bunny, but she has a pet bunny, which is a very witchy thing. Oh, well, yeah. Right? I'm still not convinced that she's not Agatha Harkness. Well, so I'm not convinced. I really think that part of this is mostly Wanda, but I also feel there is something else. But I don't think it's a bad guy. I do think it's someone trying to help her. Yeah. But I, I there's something, as they said, blocking the, the news feed, which I do think is Wanda editing out that part, which was really cool and terrifying right. when that happened. But, yeah, I feel there's something else there. Yeah, people really need to, like, just kind of settle in and let shit happen. But, yeah, that's the thing, too. I just need right? to... I could care less if I'm right or not. It, it, it's fun to speculate, especially when there's mystery, and that's what Marvel does well. I mean, I was trying to read the boards of what they were writing up there. Are there any secrets here or there? Mm. Can I zoom in on these people's names or do those right. mean anything? Again, stuff that probably doesn't matter. It's the Easter eggs. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I uh, discussed with my brother, obviously they wrote up their scrolls at some point because you could see K-R-U-L-L-S. Mm -hmm. uh, and my brother was thinking that uh, they have the protocol for people not going up into space after they've come back from being blipped. Because they could be a scroll, mm. and we've heard talk about a Isn't, secret invasion. I was say I felt like I heard that that was supposed to be the next big. I didn't realize that the blip could be such a starting point for a secret invasion. Yeah, just a, and I'm like, holy fuck, my mind's blown now. The possibilities for that, right? Yeah, that makes sense because they could just kind of weasel their way in there, right? Yeah, and be like, oh, I didn't, I forgot everything, selective amnesia, or just not knowing things. Right. It's a real opportunity for the scroll too, because, I mean, we, the Marvel cinematic experience with the scroll has been good so far, but that's, I think that's just a pocket, right? Yep, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scroll are not good people normally. They're not people, they're scroll. But, <laughs> <laughs> 
So hopefully, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm very much along for the ride. I try not to read into it too much. I only try to like use my base knowledge of the thing without trying to dig too much into it, just so I can experience it the way they they want me to experience it. So well, yeah, and that's I try not to watch the trailers for what's coming up. I mean, you got to though, right? They give so much stuff away. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I honestly yeah. stayed away from those, except for maybe the first original teaser trailer to know what what is WandaVision. And I when I learned that it was a sitcom thing and they did a couple of the scenes, cool. That's all I yeah. need to know. Nothing that got even more delved in. So I don't even know, because I was surprised after the end of the episode it didn't have anything. I've heard since that there's a little teaser for the rest of the season. But what I laughed about is seeing that there's a poster. Because uh, news sites are talking about there's a hidden figure in the poster. And I looked at this poster and there's some of the main characters... Oh, you would have kind of like a movie poster, but there is someone clearly there, but like in a hood, and so you don't know who it is. So again, that does give away some shit. However, poster. Like, I have not thought of posters, movie posters. Like, is this something that in the before times would just be given to comic shops that they would put up in the windows? Um, video store. We used to get... Uh, movie posters at the video well, stores. Those are movie posters. I still get that movie poster. This is a TV show. Well, we would Disney get, Plus TV we, show. We would get posters for TV shows too. Really? At the video store. Mm-hmm. Like Friends and shit. Yeah. And anytime, Seinfeld? anytime something came out or was coming out on DVD, they would oh, okay. send posters. All right, for I take it. back how stupid I, that I thought those were, but I do think that's kind of stupid. It is. It is interesting, and is I mean, this is not like. This isn't a poster that they're selling anywhere. This is just a, a poster that's, like, on the internet. <laughs> but now I'm, like, looking at the person in the hood in the background. And I feel like I want to figure out who it is. It but. could be, like I said, it could be anyone. But, again, we don't need to speculate. Uh, we can we can pause the our WandaVision talk podcast for now and uh, <laughs> go back to our normally scheduled program. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so, comic book. I'll start. Just no. because mine's very short. I want to get it over with. <laughs> I would have wanted you to sandwich mine, but okay. I don't want to be in your sandwich. Well, actually, no. Time. I'm going to quick... <laughs> I do want to quick say... Uh, I, I read this book, Rain Like Hammers, number one. I... I uh, Is it why, Rain, why? R-E-I-G-N? Or no, Rain, like R-A-I-N? R-A-I-N, like regular Rain. Rain I, Like Hammers? Yes. I, I It sounded... Good. I thought it was gonna be. Uh, it feels like it's part uh, what's it, Adventure Time ish, but not really. But kind of not in that sense of the art, but in the sense of I have no clue. And there is some colorfulness and some wobbly type looking appendages uh, in some scenes. I did not understand it. So I guess I just I I'm not trying to knock it because uh, I tried it because it was totally different. I'm more or less saying this for people. It's something different. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, or more or less if you do, like, uh, let me know. It's an image comic, too. So like I said, that also made me think. Oh, it's not a Thor book? I thought it was. I I said that it wasn't. I stopped listening to you, clearly. (laughs) After you asked the question without listening to the answer? I can't help That's it. That's not how listening <laughs> works. This just happens to my brain sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 
You just talk out loud of just... Because it wouldn't matter if I responded or not. You're just talking to yourself then. Yeah. For others to hear. Yeah. Isn't so, that what this podcast is? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'll let you quick do your review. Alright, so... <clears throat> I think around September or October last year, DC came out with a... Um, series and the first issue of the series called represent well exclamation point um the first one was about a bird watcher in central park um, yep i remember really heartwarming sort of story so this this thing that dc is doing is supposed to um introduce creators that are traditionally underrepresented in the comic book medium um so people of color, uh, women, things like that, things like that. Women, women are things. <laughs> um, so anyway, number two came out. So there was a huge, huge gap in between the first and the second one. And I don't know if that's because they were still trying to get all of their stuff together or if they wanted to wait until Black History Month to put out the next issue or, or what. But it, so this... This next one was written by um, Jesse J. Holland, who is going to be the editor on the next Black Panther book. Um, And he's also written a bunch of prose books for the Marvel Universe. Um, One which won a NAACP Image Award. So, very good writer. Um, The artist is Doug Braithwaite, who the internet told me is 71, but Tony and I both think that that's wrong. Or he's a mutant. I don't know. Um, so it, these are very short stories. They sell them for, like, they're like a dollar. They're not full-priced comic books. They they try to make them ex- more accessible to everyone. And this book is very simply just a book about a black family who owns a farm in Mississippi. And it, it kind of goes through the cycle of the son growing up on the farm thinking that he's too good to run the farm and leaving and coming back. And then the next generation kind of has the same thing. And they, they get to a point in the book where they, um, they tell the story of the farm and why it's important to their family and why it's passed on from generation to generation. Because the, one of the acres of the farm was purchased by, it was the very first purchase of, their great 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 grandfather after he was freed from slavery so this plot of land has been in their family since then and the caveat when this is handed down from generation to generation is you can sell any of the other land that we've acquired throughout time but you cannot sell this one acre of land and it really kind of digs into like how important that history is and remembering that from generation to generation, because it's really easy to lose sight of that sort of stuff the farther you get away from it. Um, it was just a really nice sort of way to talk about how black people, you know, even after being freed from slavery, had such a hard time in life in the United States and still do to this day, and how important it is to kind of hold on to the the land the area the spot that you've made for yourself so that you always have that spot um so it was really good i definitely suggest anybody picking these up they're very like i said they're very short stories um 
but I think they're all going to be just really good ways to kind of explain things that, you know, like a white person might not understand, but with a visual medium and a really good story can kind of get to you in a way that more than just somebody telling it to you from their mouth. So that's what I read. All right. You going to answer any of those questions that I asked you through that whole time that you were I know, just talking? I know you didn't. You we record said, so we could go back and listen go to Go for it. I'll no, wait. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't <laughs> No, I was I was trying not to interrupt you. So, <laughs> no, it's good. You should definitely. I think you should definitely read it. I think you would like it, Tony. You're really one that likes to kind of educate yourself on different points of view. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. So, I think that you would probably like reading them. I definitely will have to give that a shot. I gave you a compliment. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen oh, often. Because no, I feel... <laughs> it's like, I'm scared. What is she yeah, going to say yeah, next? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a quick correction from last week uh, when I talked about uh, Red Sonia, uh, the, the superpowers. Mm. So, and this is this is my bad of not actually looking who was like credited with writing this and everything. Uh, at the end of the book, there is the, um, you know, the letters sometimes to the writer or oh, anything. Yeah. And I had mentioned Chris Hastings, who I thought, because that's who the interview is with. And I was thinking he did this book because he's talking about like a crisis on infinite Sonia's, but he's talking about another book. So this is dynamite, just end of the book, not mm. even talking about this book that they did, but another event that's coming up, which I am looking forward to. Uh, I really, really want them to call it The Crisis of Infinite Sonia's. No, it is called uh, Soniaversal. It's got a pretty cool uh, looking... So this is going to have uh, multiple different... uh, Sonia's. Red Sonia's. And I'm looking forward to that because already I liked what they did with this uh, Red Sonia, the superpowers. So who is the correct writer of So the correct writer of that... Dan Abnett. Abnett. Yes. So. Like cabinet, but Abnett. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't. Don't disrespect the man. So. <laughs> Just wanted to be clear that it's not Abbott. It's Abnett. Ab- Abnett. Yes. Now you're gonna make me say Abbott. <laughs> so part of the reason why uh, I'm so happy to find that out and also makes sense why I did enjoy the, the book. So, have you heard me before talk about how my love of the cosmic Marvel universe was partially influenced from the Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest, mm-hmm. and with two of the well, the two guys that were in charge of that uh, DNA, so Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Mm. Uh, so Dan and and Andy, they Andy, but the DNA of this cosmic universe. Like, the what we know of the Guardians of the Galaxy now, uh, compared to what it was before, they are big a uh, part of that. And most... I mean, I always left Thanos stuff before that, too, but really getting it into uh, the War of the Kings with knowing more of the Kree and the Skrull and the Shi'ar and everything, all that uh, love for all that came from those books. and And so... With my uh, adoration towards Dan and having a, a book that I thoroughly enjoyed without knowing, uh, I also realized this when I wanted to pretty much review Vampirella, The Dark Powers. And issue number one came out last month, so 
and issue number two just came out. So I'm going to pick that up because the font looks kind of like it's got to do with what's going on in the, mm. the Red Sonia book. And that's when I see writer Dan Abnett and I go, oh, shit. He's writing this Vampirella book, which made me go mm. back and a long story short of why I was so wrong and everything and why I'm excited now. So just like what's going on within the Red Sonia book with this group of uh, people uh, coming from different worlds and checking out hers. This uh, series takes place of this cosmic group, the plural, who know of the multiverse, and they go and recruit uh, Vampirella. So they're doing what they did. He's doing what he did for Marvel, and he's doing it in this universe, it sounds like. Uh, Well, yeah, maybe. Kind of for, yeah, getting the team together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marvel didn't have all the multi, you know, dimensional, but yeah. And in this first book, after they recruited her, and you see how deadly she is, that's where they kind of are like the Avengers, like, uh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and so that was kind of issue number one, but you really got to see, um, you know, her do her moves and just be who she is and deadly. And in the second book, we get more of the lore about them, uh, what they're doing at their headquarters, uh, why they're trying to, you know, save the universe or the multiverse. A bunch of different characters that they kind of just mention uh, in one-offs. Don't know if they're going to be part of the main roster or not. And really, you just see the human side of Vampirella and really her being a fish out of water, being reprimanded, and really not even wanting to be part of the team anyways. I would not want to be the person that reprimands Vampirella. It seems like a job nobody would want. Oh, yeah. So, that was my, actually, that was a really short review of just saying, I love this, I love the, the writer, that's the briefest of what's going on in these books, but... Are these, who? It's Dynamite. Dynamite, thank you. So I like I, how you knew where I was going with that. So I know, like I said, this is them going through the multiverse so far. They're at the home world with, uh, with the heroes. But I do wonder if this will uh, cross over with the Red Sonia book that's going on. Because obviously that's a different group of heroes that right. are there on that world. Um, and maybe that goes into the Sonia-versal, whatever I hmm. said it was. So I think you're right. It does not roll off the tongue. So, so, yeah, Sonia-versal. Yeah. yeah. So like you... I so just, just, I'm going to review that one when that comes out, which is coming out this month. And I'm I'm really going to be in Dynamite's uh, pocket right now. Yeah. And I hate to say it because not every comic book needs to be superheroes. And I'm not that type of person that always only reads superhero books. Because there's a lot of other shit that I do like. But right. this is really pulling me into this world. So Yeah. Why not? I mean, if anything, adding superheroes to these sort of fantasy slash horror books is a... Uh, good way to draw in new yeah i guess it's yeah it's going well it's doing something different like when marvel did the zombie right. books that was something so different that it was interesting right. or even archie doing i guess other horror. everyone yeah. if you don't normally do horror and you do horror then it's good <laughs> guess if right. you do horror do the opposite of that with the superheroes so yeah. and uh yeah and another cool. quick review i wanted to do because it is a superhero book and it's about joining, forming a team. Deadpool number 10. Mm. Now, I honestly have not kept up with the new Deadpool series. Even I don't think the last one I did so much. 
and I used to be like the biggest like Deadpool fan in the world. I still enjoy him. I'm glad I picked this up, but I picked this up this book only because I heard about one key scene in it. So he's uh, the King in Black shit's going on and goo everywhere, and right now Deadpool is the king of you know Island of Monsters in Staten Island, <laughs> and and this is kind of him forming his his team, and he's you know got a whole wall of like different uh, people that he could pick. And the team that he eventually gets, which I I, I wish I could uh, show you this. Jeff the Land Shark. It's just a shark that walks on land, but it's the cutest little thing in the world. I'm going to Google uh, The rest of them that he just kind of goes, you know, Mr. Frosty loves cold puns. Um, Sauron loves to make dinosaurs. Uh, some human, uh, Chet Morita, human man, good dude. Fish head is a fish man. Like these are his team of just these random who the hell uh, are these things. But the one that that uh, I love before introducing these was the interview because he did interviews with all these people with uh, with Sauron. And, and and first off, do you know the the picture that's gone around multiple times of him talking to Spider Man, where Spider Man goes, "Dude, you could have killed cured cancer," and he goes, "I don't want to cure cancer. I want to make people dinosaurs." I don't recall that, no. Oh, I've shared it a million times on our page. Oh. Well, this goes into Deadpool saying, aren't you, like, supposed to be, you know, uh, turning people into dinosaurs? Like, isn't that just your thing? Like, why do you want to join my team? And he's like, well, the world is all black and gooey, and I can't turn people into dinosaurs anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the whole reason why he joined this team. And I just love that that is the defining thing of Sauron whenever he's in anything like he's that I almost feel like he has a baby voice too like I just want to turn people into dinosaurs Mm, that's probably left over from the X-Men animated series that could be it's stuck in my head from when he showed up in that episode and wanted to turn people into I think the same guy who did Xavier's voice must have done Sauron's voice that is exactly where (laughs) I have that voice in my head now damn well, thank you for solving that problem that I've had for the last twenty odd years. But anyways, uh, yeah, they so they get into uh, battling and fighting uh, against the black goo and everything. And the end. Take seven. I'm just kind of glad that it kind of ended in a spot where I could just say that, even though I don't remember all that I did miss because I had a lot more shit to talk I know. about. Did we even cover Jeff the Land Shark? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe we didn't. It will be a surprise to us <laughs> when we're going to listen to it because I hate, oh, I hate my computer. Yeah. I say that about once a episode because this has happened more and more. Yeah. And we know we're what happened A last tragically time. underfunded podcast, you guys. Oh. Send us money. <laughs> That's a good segue into all these new millionaires from GameStop. How many people became actual millionaires because of this? I doubt uh, that many. Maybe some, the smart ones that were organizing it, but... Right, and sold before anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The whole thing was crazy, and the synopsis was that 
um, a lot of people are profiting off of this, and you can save $5 on chicken nuggets from Popeye's. <laughs> well, I was going to still segue into that. I mean, we had a much longer yes. discussion about all this. But I think this works out anyways, because people don't need to un- hear this again. Everyone we, yeah. has shared what exactly this phenomenon is. fucking expert opinion on the goddamn stock market. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's an expert. <laughs> Uh, all right, but uh, anyways, going back to uh, our regularly scheduled, what we we're talking about and getting into. Uh, actually, we didn't even get to the next thing nope. we're going to get into. Uh, so I'm going to bring up two things uh, with Kevin Smith. <sighs> First is he's teasing something about Master of the Universe coming soon. He's talked about the the first episode's already uh, been filmed and, and everything, and that's locked in the books and the writing of the first couple of episodes I feel like animated they should get this out quicker sooner yeah. like when's this coming to Netflix I don't we think also have to remember how long it takes for animated things to actually come to fruition isn't it well right at, from writing though isn't it just a year for animating I don't know well it's gotta be for a year for animating there's a lot of when did Simpsons he announce things. that he was doing this It's either been a year or 100 years. I don't know. That's true. (laughs) I've lost all concept of time. (laughs) It was either a year ago or a million years ago. Yeah, this, this, well, I I know one that's uh, been mentioned way longer than this, which is uh, Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane's uh, Flintstones Mm. was mentioned, I feel like, almost second season of Family Guy or something that he got the rights to. So, yeah, this still is an Eternia for <laughs> Kevin Smith to it's get this dark. done. <laughs> ah, that just came out naturally. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, but the other Kevin Smith news is uh, he's pairing with Neil Gaiman uh, and some other uh, people. It's just Neil's the only other person that I truly know. Uh, to For the Heroes Initiative to uh, auction off uh, some comics and everything. So so that's the thing when we have Comic-Cons and you, you walk into that, it's like a gallery area, right? And they're, they're selling the art for... Uh, isn't that for the Heroes Initiative? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because this is original right. art and stories and everything or from pages that they've you know worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's usually the original uh, artwork. And, uh, yeah, sell it. And so this is right now going through the Heroes Initiative uh, eBay page uh, to, yeah, raise money. And What's it up to? Do you know? It starts tomorrow. Ah. So it hasn't started yet. Okay. So by the time I post this podcast, it will be over, but. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, how long is the auction for? Do you know once it starts? Um, oh well, that's right because you're not posting this podcast for like a month. Yeah, right? that's that's why okay. I, that was the joke. Yeah, I got it. I'm I'm in. I'm in with making fun of you. I like how you did it to yourself, and I just kind of sat back and let it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather beat myself up than uh, have someone else do it for me. But so Neil Gaiman did. So they they didn't work on the same. Page. They have separate pages coming out. Oh, this new yeah. Gaiman one is the is that the Doctor Strange one? That one's awesome. Mm-hmm. Who did the Chris Bachalo 
did the Doctor Strange with Neil Gaiman. It doesn't say who did the... Oh, Phil Hester and Andy Parks. I was wondering if um, Kevin Smith had enough... Uh, Writing credits or... Well, wait behind his name to pull in Walt Flanagan, because Walt Flanagan's the one that did the art in both of his Batman comic books. Gotcha. But it is not Walt Flanagan. There you go, earning your worth on this podcast by (laughs) having some useless knowledge. I listen to Tell Him Steve Tape way too much. That's the only reason I have that knowledge. Oh, that was all that I really had for those two. Uh... One of the things that I that I w- was totally like blew my mind that it's kind of a news thing right now. It's only because Jared Leto wants to get his name out there because he's got a movie that I've heard is tanking. A lot of one of my friends said worst movie they ever saw. Really, it's got Denzel each, in it too. And said it? Denzel and Jared Leto were both playing characters that we've seen them play millions of times, but in the opposite way that or all the worst features of all those characters mm. then or whatever. Pretty much she's just like, don't waste your time. Had some other people just saying like, what was that? Which said, but anyways, for the comic book side of it, he's trying to get his, cause his name's out there talking about the Morbius movie, which made me go, Oh shit. There was a Morbius movie. Did yeah. that come out? Mm. Like, no, it didn't come out. And it was supposed to come out this past July, which is why I do remember seeing the, tr- the trailers for it, which mm-hmm. obviously would have been, Super Bowl time and stuff and pre-pandemic. But that's been pushed back to January 21st, 2022. Yeah. Is anyone going to care at that point? That's... I I don't care right now. And I don't... That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I didn't care then. I didn't care when I... I don't say I don't think I cared when I I saw the trailer. But I honestly don't think the general public will care either. I don't think this is one of those movies that Marvel should really be like, okay, what's going to make us... You know, billions at the box office. Is it a office. Marvel movie? Or is it a Sony movie? It's a Marvel movie. Morbius, I want to say. I thought that was coming out in, like, the Sony, Spider-Man, Venom... I mean, which is tied to Marvel. Oh, yeah, yep. Distributed uh, through... So, maybe still they have Marvel input, I feel, they still did from what yeah. doing the what, Spider-Man things. Right. So yes, yes, because that is. You can is tell Sony. from the trailer because it feels very <laughs> much like they're trying to mesh it into that yeah. sort of world. It's the same. It's the same thing as the Venom movie, right? Where it was like, you can tell Marvel didn't really get involved in this too much. Plus, I hate Jared Leto a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why do we keep letting him ruin comic book characters? I mean, it's a movie that if it came <laughs> out on Disney Plus during now. Like they're doing with some other movies. Right. I would have been like, I'd watch that. Totally watch it. Yeah. For free? 100%. Yeah. But, uh... I guess it's not free, but... Have it yeah. in the theaters? No, I'm going to wait until then it is free. Right. Uh, You'll yeah. probably see it. <laughs> I was it. just going to say, damn it. Yeah. I, I will mean, probably maybe hear... Yeah, I was going to say, it's not coming out in time for, like, bad movie Thanksgiving. Maybe the following year. You're right. We're going to rent it on home <laughs> before it comes for free, so... Yeah. Yeah, we will. We can't help it, you guys. It's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not too excited about that. Uh, excited to hear about uh, a Wakanda uh, Black Panther spinoff show coming to Disney Plus. Animated, live action. 
from what I know, it's going to be uh, live action. Uh, I, it's Is it something... going to be based on that plot that you gave us a couple weeks ago about what should happen in the next Black Panther movie, A Day in the Life of a Person in oh, Wakanda? I mean, could <laughs> Did be. they steal your idea from this <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I, I totally wanted to uh, believe that they did. Uh, now I'm just trying to get more into it, but yeah, I don't really see anything about live action or or what's going on. However, uh, I'm I'm interested in doing more. Hey, man, I will take whatever Marvel wants to give me right now. I mean, they really haven't steered me wrong too many times. Yeah, there's a couple here and there. The second Thor movie was atrocious. Yeah. It, well, I mean, Wakanda is a real world, but I was thinking even if it was like the Savage Land where it was just a, uh, check out the animals of okay. Wakanda, <laughs> but they're like different, t- like giraffes, yeah. like can go up well, and down with that, their neck. Or... They did that special on, I think it was a Netflix special where it was like animals as they would exist on alien planets. Oh, yeah. So why not something like... That would be super fucking cool. If they did just like the Wakanda... Like a... Yeah. Like a Disney Earth mm-hmm. sort of Wakanda feature. That could be fun. And that's what it's going to be, probably. They're going to listen to that idea, too. Uh, I'm also interested uh, that I didn't know of a anime set in the Pacific Rim universe is going to be coming to Ooh. Netflix. I'm I'm all about uh, revisiting that world, and since we'll never get a, another yeah. true movie, probably they did second one tanked. Doesn't say they did two right, and the second one yeah. was terrible. I personally liked it, but it didn't make money for right. them, so I doubt that they will. Hmm. So I'm reading more about this Black Panther show, and it's and it's with Ryan Coogler, who was the director of the Black Panther movie. Oh, which is promising and it doesn't say you're you know it's cool to have one vision of yeah for sure he did a really good job on that movie i mean you know it was a really good and important movie but also it was just a really good fucking movie when it comes down to it um two i was gonna say last but not least but and that would be bad for what i'm gonna say uh so there was a, a death of a famous uh, childhood actor this past week. Uh, Dustin Diamond had passed away from cancer. He played Screech on Save by the Bell. Wait, what? Is that... What? Yeah. Oh, do you not think that he was a famous childhood actor? No, or? I had not... He died? Yeah. What? He just died. He died? As today as of this recording. He had cancer? Yeah. Last I heard of him, he was bummed that they didn't ask him back for the Save by the Bell reboot. Yes, there's a lot of things tragically. Unfortunately, he's got in trouble with some stand-up, too, and his life has turned not so great, but also hearing stories about how he was treated on Saved by the Bell, like, you know, him being so young and the yeah. other kids being kids, you know, picking on him and shit, so... Yeah, he really probably took the route of, like, I mean, he was... Screech, right? Yeah. So I'm sure it was very much a bullying situation, and he got in some trouble too. I, I, in like, didn't he stab somebody in a bar or something like that? I feel like he got arrested a couple times. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Yeah, he got. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I guess... Uh, Cinco de Mayo was a really big part of my teenage years. He just found out of cancer. I guess when my roommate told me that, I thought it was something a while ago, but just found out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he had stage four cancer, so that's really like... That's like the last... That's like the worst, right? I don't mm-hmm. know that... I mean, I would imagine... It's not one of those things where it counts down. <laughs> Once he had the, the most... Uh, he played over the most... Uh, different Saved by the Bells too, like some trivia facts for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was in the normal one and then he was in um, the college years and then I think they the did a... class. Yeah, the new class because he was like a... He worked at the school or something. Oh, that is sad. Poor guy. Never got his redemption. That's the worst part. Because yeah. I'm assuming they probably would Another season of uh, that Save by the Bell. I haven't watched it yet. But did they have? They had some. They had teas or not teasers, cameos of some all of the people. Of them. Yeah, all oh. of them. Even oh, all of them, but him. Oh, well, all fuck them all. Him. That yeah. he didn't. All I would assume him. they would have at one point had to have put him in. They were so. Um, Zach Morris. What's that guy's name? Uh, Mark Paul Gosling. Yeah, him. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen and Mario Lopez and Elizabeth, whatever her last name is. I think we're all, yeah, we're all pretty solid characters within the show. Um, Lark Voorhees wasn't supposed to make an appearance, but she was, she contacted them and was kind of like, what the fuck you guys? (laughs) Seriously? And they wrote her a, a very small brief part in that so that she made a cameo poor Dustin Diamond the only one wow I mean there was not good vibrations going on between them and him so I don't know if he would have accepted or not but wow that's crazy he was only 44 yeah sad uh last thing that I have to talk about and I know you don't have anything else to talk about I don't Cloris Leachman died. That's the only other. Oh. You know who Cloris Leachman is, right? Okay. Old lady. Yes. So, uh, Sandman for Netflix. Yes. Has started uh, officially announcing their cast. And so far, I'm I'm impressed. I I like what I see. Uh, For the person that's going to be playing Dream, uh, Tom... Storage, don't know what he's in or what he's coming from, but Tom Storage, Storage, S T U R R I D G. Ultimately, he just looks like uh, Neil Gaiman, so I mean that's who Dream looks like, anyway. So yeah, he looks like Neil Gaiman and Chris Evans had a baby. He has a very Chris Evansy look to him in this picture. Now, uh, having. Uh, Charles Dance come in as a character. Uh, he is one of the... Actually, all the actors of Game of Thrones were great, so I wouldn't say he was one of the few things. But his... I don't know. He's just got that 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 look to being, like, menacing. Is that the, the dad? Yeah. Tywin. Yeah. So he's going to be the, the magician that uh, traps Dream. That ah. starts off with the whole everything going on. Um... The Corinthian uh, by Boyd uh, Halbrook, who I don't know who that is, but he definitely looks like 
a pretty boy that's gonna have teeth for eyes. So really Ooh. interesting. Uh, yeah, they also... he was in Logan. He played Pierce in Logan. He was that was the agent that was chasing after him. Oh, okay. Uh, we also have uh, Cain and Abel um, cast as well. I don't recognize these uh, two actors, but uh, those two are some of my favorite characters. So I'm liking that there's going to be, you know, how much faithful are they going to be to the actual comic books and how many, you know, side things. I've heard that they're planning on doing multiple seasons. Um, Lucian has been gender swapped. So that's the librarian of the dreaming. Mm, Yes. Pretty much always there with dream uh, when things go down. And then one of the bigger names that I guess is going to be going on with this that was also gender swapped is uh, Gwendolyn, Christ- Gwendolyn Christie, uh, who's going to be playing Lucifer. And this Lucifer on Lucifer, the television show, is the same Lucifer from The Sandman. Mm-hmm. I thought that could have been a cool, uh, right. if he came over to it. I didn't realize, and I don't recall Lucifer being this big in the beginning of the story anyways. So, unless they're doing some chronological stuff of when he got the... when Lucifer left and left him with hell. I guess I don't know where that is timeline-wise. But I know comic book series-wise, when it came out, was not within the first two issues that I recall. So... It's interesting seeing her show up, and obviously it's going to be... It is. How is that going to... How is Lucifer being a female going to change... Is it going to change anything? I mean, I would imagine, like... I personally don't think so, because, again... Lucifer's, in, like, not a gender, it, right? It's, to be clear. <laughs> and to be honest, he should be either David Bowie or Tilda Swinton, who... Right. Those are the same people, too, so... Right. So, you read Wicked and the Divine, right? Not that I didn't... Halfway through. So she... In that book, Lucifer was a woman. Mm -hmm. Because the souls of the gods inhabit human beings. And then they become the gods. And Gwendolyn Christie looks a lot like what the Lucifer in Wicked and Divine looked like. With the blonde hair. I can see that. Um, So that that is interesting. She's a tall woman, too. So that's another interesting uh, dynamic of that character. And again, I I wonder how big this character is going to be to the the overall Netflix. Because it's an adaption of those stories, too. So we might know some things that are going to happen. But it's going to be something. Neil Gaiman is adding to, like, he's helping on this, too. That's something uh, most people are always bitching, you know, not direct adaptions. You know what? When it's the original person that wrote it and mm-hmm. saying, hey, I like these changes or this, I would have done this better. You got to accept that as this is an alternative working of their art. Right. And I think that's even stuff that Neil Gaiman has talked about before. Like a lot of his books of interpreting things, uh, you know, was it Good Omens uh, that he did with Pratchett or right. um, Neverwhere or any, like you could see those almost be stories of other things that, he's adapted in his mm-hmm. own telling or no it, i don't remember specifically what he was talking about is his north Myth- norse mythology book, uh, comic book that he has which is based off his book that he wrote of those stories mm. so yes i'm i'm totally cool with all this casting if anyone's bitching about it fuck them because well, it's gonna be amazing 
I wish that we could get to a place as a fandom where, like, we just kind of make judgments after we consume the product well, instead of ahead of time, right? Well, here's the, here's the thing. It, yes, true. And I'm always... Hey, I, I pick sometimes by cool-looking, uh, not covers, but the titles of some books like I just have recently done. Mm-hmm. So we do judge on that aspect. I, the only time I will say this, and I don't want to sum it, is when the gender from the source material actually mattered in the story overall. That when you gender swap, it can really be difficult to do. Mm-hmm. There was no love interest or anything here. There's nothing like that to truly change so the gender has nothing to do with the, how the character is right uh i just hate when it's i'm trying to think of actually a specific example but just where they they muck it up just to do it on purpose when are you talking about the female ghostbusters oh maybe <laughs> that's what everybody turns to <laughs> and that wasn't even like a gender swapping thing they just made female ghostbusters <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, the booze in the book this week is The Last Witch by Boombox. So, Boombox being part of Boom, is it still Boom Studios? I haven't called it that. In yes, the... I think their full still preferred moniker but... is Boom Studios. Yes. And, uh, this is obviously for their more young adults. This definitely, yeah, was young adults. wasn't kid, kitty wise mm-hmm. or anything, uh, but I definitely got that vibe. It's a bit of a. Uh, ultimately, starts off with a a young girl, in the Irish festival, and she was gonna go in the woods that you know his father told her not to because that witch lives there and all that, and then she has to sit home and watch her younger brother, and then they go off on an adventure into the woods and. It ends on a cliffhanger. It's one of five issues. But it was like 45 pages for this huh. issue. Uh, the art was amazing. And so definitely I f- find it, you know, it's not on what I normally would read. But it was pretty enough. And, you know, I felt it, it's set in wintertime too. So it's feeling a little bit of Frozen vibes mm. and, and everything, which I personally love that those movies. I love anything Disney. So... With that being said, with this being more kid-wise and with the, the cold and everything, you can name any booze you want. You can put any booze you want in, but I don't want to name a booze because I'm trying to be kid-like and take some hot chocolate. Mm. We all know the there's, well, mainly whiskey and just uh, uh, Kahlua, but I'm not saying to put those in there because this is a, a young adult book and they don't drink, so this is just paired with uh, hot cocoa. Cream de menthe. Make it minty hot cocoa. That sounds good, too. But not any of those, because it's just a non-booze in a book this week. Um, Or you can just take delicious hot cocoa and add booze to it. (laughs) Just make sure you give your kid the right one. (laughs) That'd be terrible. (laughs) Would it? Would it be terrible? (laughs) I don't... I, I mean... Personally, I don't feel like I've ever seen a kid be boozed. I also think that's probably child abuse. Oh my so. god, my grandfather used to feed all the babies beer growing up. I'm not saying I didn't have a sip before, but I'd, it'd probably be bad if as much booze as you and me would consume, or most adults <laughs> nowadays. 
You, that would probably be deadly to a, a child. Depends. Depends on how old the child is. Mommy, this hot cocoa tastes, tastes funny. <laughs> yeah, it's your medicine. Take it. <laughs> it tastes like your your pop or morning breakfast or every other drink you have that I steal. That's funny. I don't drink that much. You don't even really anymore either. Right? Well, we, no, no, I don't. Yeah. We drink just enough. Just enough. Yep. That's what we do here at Drunken Comics. <laughs> just enough. Just enough. Well, that being said, uh, stay thirsty for... Just enough. <laughs> Those are the standards we live for. <laughs> <laughs> that is our life motto. 